Audio morning brief for the U.S. grain markets. I'm Rich Posh for Critical Points, 7.39 a.m. Eastern Time, March 1st. So we got a brand new month. The funds can now go ahead and try to put positions on the beginning of the month as they make a monthly bet one way or the other. Uh, for the corn market, we've seen a run-up, okay? Uh, and looks like we did find a level three uh, bottom <clears throat> as of this week here, as of February and the five-day average has turned up nicely. It's given us some technical evidence here that we're on the right track. We can find some of the demand on the cash side and the fund side uh, did return here. And now it's met the minimum upside objective, but ahead of our best scheduling and timing. So this suggests it ought to go a little higher and we do have those higher objectives. I've already shown you they're not much higher. But at the same time, the technical indicators are now already overbought. So they moved up quickly. And so we do have to consider the model can be right that the market tops next week but sets back next week and may not bottom to the following week. So there's a wave of selling coming. I would like this market to hold up here, if not move higher, well into next week. And that will reduce the amount of time that they're going to take to sell and if they can only if they just retrace this market somewhat and don't put it all the way back down that can be a sign we're finally seeing a change of character here behavior that the selling is drying up the supply is drying up and i think that's probably the case i think uh, the recent level three bottom was also level two level one bottoms and if it is a level one bottom, I think we got a chance that we're looking at the lowest price from now into summer. But I said that in recent weeks, too. And it could go all the way down again on us. But I think the U.S. market has had enough. Uh, it's something to think about. Now, I look over at the Brazilian market. I'd like to see that perk up, and I'm not seeing that. And when I look at some of this La Nina stories going on here, I'm starting to think, you know, maybe that second crop corn in Brazil is a little bit of risk. And I saw some soil maps. I saw some just general amounts of whether it's dry or wet throughout South America. And to me, it was kind of scary, okay? And yet we're late enough, at least on soybeans and first crop corn, it probably doesn't matter, but it may matter for second crop corn. Now, there are rains out there, however, okay, um, coming in every week. And so I saw some maps there saying, yeah, don't get too excited yet. But I just wonder if Brazil's on its way of getting drier uh, going through the second crop corn season. So let's uh, watch for that. And maybe we'll see the market. I'm thinking of the dates. I was in uh, Brazil towards the end of February to March. I guess it was just early March. And when I got there, um, the farmers were a bit concerned or just uh, not so happy. They thought they were going to get record yields, and they said we're going to get average yields. We got clipped in February with some dryness. Well, we've seen some things uh, like that, but I don't know as there's a lot of adjustments lower right now. Again, I think any continued dryness here is more about second crop corn, not about first crop and the soybeans, okay? Um, China, I just saw PMIs for China and um, uh, manufacturing, and they're hovering around 50, above 50 mostly. I think it's base billing. I think it's going to improve uh, throughout the year here. 
and the economy can pick up, but I don't know how much that can actually help in terms of uh, U.S. exporting grain to China. I don't know how much help it can be for pushing uh, prices uh, higher. I mean, we still have an issue that the world economy is not growing anywhere near as fast as the U.S., but it's improving. And I looked at Eurozone manufacturing, and it's still like in recession territory, but it's moving up, okay? So uh, still some issues with that. It may take a while. Uh, another thing about China, though, is some of these economic numbers, we have to be a little careful. What I was reading last night is that China has done a pretty good job of picking up a lot of little countries around the world and doing business with them to make up for the fact they lost business with the U.S. In addition, earlier in the week, I was looking at some studies showing that China's really just pumping more into Mexico, and then Mexico's pumping it into the U.S., so China's really still selling us to the U.S., so not that big a deal. It's really more of their real estate problem that they ran into, uh, like we did in the 2008-2009 uh, financial crisis that was really real estate-driven, real estate debt and creative debt. Uh, they ran into those issues more than anything, okay? Uh, at any rate, what we have is, yes, uh, corn could start slipping on us here, and it may have already topped for level three, but ideally, uh, in other words, i got to respect the technical indicators showing it's overbought and respect low probability alternate forecasting on top now, but I would prefer at least another little pop uh, early next week, and I'm hopeful it stays up a little longer than that. But we do have to now consider we got to level three. It's the best level three rally we've seen yet this year, I believe, and the lengthiest. And the model was dead on for it. Um, well, you could argue maybe I did throw some darts there. I don't know. Um, but um, I, I'm hopeful we've actually just seen a larger bottom. And I'm thinking we have, not so sure I'm at that stage to say, I believe it has. I'm thinking it has. And uh, we'll feel more comfortable after any kind of setback next week or early the following week. Okay, let's move to the beans now. And on the beans, was disappointed it couldn't support better than this week. There is a chance to put a level three bottom in yesterday. Uh, the beans are up slightly this morning, and they found they couldn't sell it much lower than uh, the Monday low, which was just a little bit lower than last week's low. So it's kind of like last week, they hit it hard, drove it down, but this week, it just basically sideways, okay? Especially when you look at those candlestick bodies, between the opening price and closing price, market just sat there all week long. So this could be just a hesitation when they're thinking, gosh, have we washed this market out? And then they just go ahead and sell it more next week. They get renewed supplies. But what if it's actually kind of a really tight, uh, quiet, short-term base building here? Um, technical indicators looking better to me. They're moving up out of oversold. They look bullish, they look long. And the modeling is sticking to its guns that it ought to be higher next week, okay? So I'm going to favor higher in the soybeans here, but it's tricky. It's, you know, we're right near the lows of the year. Nobody knows for sure. But I'm going to say we've got uh, some additional upside here. And uh, if it is going lower, as I told you yesterday in a weekly update or showed you, it could be 11.10 to a little bit below $11. But I'm going to quickly, if you can bear with me here, I'm going to uh, do some calculations that I know the model would do, but I didn't write it down and I can't look it up. At this point, I am going to say 
if it'll trade above the overnight high, and more so if it closes above it, and that high is currently 1151 and a quarter, um, there might be as much upside as 1170 to about 1183 in the March beans, and we can at least target uh, the high on February 27 at 1161 and a half. So I'm going to say this is just developing. It's time to move it up. But gosh, this, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people say, man, you're pure timing. We're dangling ourselves over the frying pan on this one once again. No question about it. The overall trend for the year is still down. Okay. Um, so I've given you downside potential, which I think is too much on a very short-term basis. I've given you upside potential, which is probably too much on a very short-term basis. But it just looks like, to me, the best guidance I can get is I'm modestly or moderately <clears throat> friendly to higher prices uh, for soybeans. Now, let's go to the wheat. Now, the wheat market put a level four bottom in yesterday and a level four top yesterday, and now it's swinging lower. And it hasn't taken out yesterday's low, but it probably will. I think it's going lower into next week, and I'll put in a level three bottom. And then it's going to try to recover somewhat, even while the corn and soybeans uh, might be uh, towards the end of the week ready to pull down a little bit. Maybe that's a sign the wheat stays down longer than I want. But for the moment, I think it's just trading sideways base building here. And there is a possibility I haven't timed this level four right. It is possible that the level four bottomed uh, on February 28th, bounced into yesterday's high for a level four. And that would mean yesterday's low at 569 was not a level four bottom and is a clue the market should be down today and perhaps take that out. But if with that scenario, this would be kind of squishing a level three pattern up like you would squish an accordion that you hold between your two hands. But um, the... Uh, there is a possibility of bombs for level three today, and there's a minor rule violation for that, but the model isn't that concerned about it. It's saying consider it bottoms today for level three, but it's saying, yeah, probably the better conditions are next week. I'm going to go, there's still limited downside, but you know how erratic wheat can be. They may just decide to unload some more. And I must say the U.S. market is holding up much better than other areas around the world, specifically Europe. Man, they are beating up Europe so bad. And I saw some cash prices, export prices from Russia uh, last night. And they just, they're beating it up too. And we already know they increased their licenses. They want to move more. They need to raise money for their war and blah, blah, blah. All right. So that is a problem that maybe the U.S. will say, darn it, I got to give in and go along with the uh, least Europe uh, moving lower. I'm not convinced the rest of the world really wants to go lower. I, th I think the rest of the world's watching Europe. I think the U.S. is watching Europe. Now, the U.S. export market doesn't, for decades now, it really doesn't care about making strong export business. So I don't think it really cares about trying to be competitive with Europe right now, but it could, it may, all right? And especially the futures people who may not care what happens to the American farmer or the flower people or his commercials that don't want lower prices right now, um, they just may beat it up anyway, saying, hey, if Europe's going lower, U.S. should go lower. Uh, it's been moving sideways. Let's hit it. Let's nail it. All right. But my gut feeling is this thing is trying its best to base build and bounce some here during the month of March. And here again, I think we put in a significant bottom. And I think last year we put in a long term bottom. 
So we still could be just base building here for a move up even into summer, that we could be looking at the lowest price into summer. So I'm rather encouraged with wheat here, want to stay with it, but it is down today, but it may even bottom today, but um, I think we have to consider maybe a little bit lower next week and then get that bottom. And again, it may not be quite with the timing of corn and soybeans, but that may be a sign that the setback in corn and soybeans will be rather quiet and we just get a quiet week for the markets. And then looking out one and a half, two weeks from now, I think they wake up to the upside. Past results, not necessarily indicative future results. Have a good day. Great weekend. Thank you.